Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the TN Tokyo podcast. That's right, we're finally up to double digits. Wow. How exciting. My name is Sonia. And I'm Ellie. And what do we do this week? We visited Kawagoe and then we discuss how coronavirus has had a real effect on our work lives. Yeah, that and slightly more coming up right now. Last week we went to Kawagoe at the end of the week. Kawagoe is like two hours from uh, Tokyo and you have to take like three trains to get there. Uh, it's not like a bullet train thing, it's just the normal trains. Um, yeah, so it's in the Saitama prefecture I believe. So it's like fully, I think it's one of it's the second prefecture we've been to. So nice and Yeah, outside. true actually. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of exciting. So we've been to two now. So originally, uh, Ali's, uh, like, someone at her work said that you should go there uh, for strawberry picking. Mm. Um, but then we decided not to do it because it didn't really seem worth it. Yeah, it was, like, 2,200 yen for 30 minutes. And that's just, like, ridiculously overpriced. Um, we're, like, living on one week's pay right now because in the month of January we only worked for one week. So we were like, you know what, we don't want to spend between us 4,400 yen to mm. get, like, a handful of strawberries. Yeah, no, um, that wasn't worth it. But, yeah, the reason we went to it was because um, one of our friends who's done a lot of, like, showing us around, she hadn't been there before. So it was the first place we've been to with her that she hadn't actually been to yet. Yeah, true, yeah. We felt kind of bad that we kept going to places that she had already been to before. Mm. Um and it's like a little, it's like a really small little town mm. where there probably isn't that much, well, yeah, there isn't that much happening, but um, there is a lot of, like, historical places that you can visit. Yeah, like, there's an area called, like, I don't know, like, Old Road in Kawagoe, and it's, like, really old-style buildings, which is pretty cool. What I kept thinking about when we were there is I kept thinking of, like, footage from the 2011 tsunami, <laughs> because every town looked like... A place from like those videos where I'm like, pretty sure it's too far inland to have been affected by that, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. But it <laughs> just looked like that kind of town. You know that video where like there's an old old lady and an old man. They're like uh, between blocks and they're running, and then there's the water. I did not you see just, that one. Oh, you see the water behind them, and then the camera kind of um, cuts at that moment. But you know that the water doesn't go from oh, the guy. Oh god, I don't know that one. Sorry, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah, but that, that's what that town reminded me of for some reason. Mm. But yeah, it was cool. Um, there were like these old buildings everywhere. Like you could tell that yeah. they were made a long time ago. They've just been like as it is for mm. for like centuries. And, like, you could catch buses to different places, but we decided to walk everywhere because it wasn't that far. Mm. Like, it's a good way to sort of, like, catch up with people. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a good place to just walk around and chat and have a good time like mm. that. Um, mm. The first thing that we saw there was the Toki no Kani, which Toki is no. the um, bell tower. Um, so the bell tower is like pretty famous there Toki because no before, um, before like the other like modern buildings were built in the town, that was like the most prominent like structure in the mm. entire town. It was kind of like the center of the town. Um, so yeah, so that's like a well-known kind of place to visit. Although now like there, there's, there's so many other things that are built around it mm. that you sort of don't even realize that it's something that's important. Like I wouldn't go there just to see that, but it was on the way to the other stuff anyway. So yeah, yeah, it was definitely, all good. Yeah, it's definitely not that special. But for like historically, I guess it's special for that reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's only like, in the sign it said it was 17 and a half meters tall, which, you know, 17 and a half meters, that's not that tall at all. Mm. But when you think about the fact that they built it so long ago, 
I guess that's kind of impressive, actually, building something mm. that tall. You know, and you can imagine that, you know, when it's that tall, it would back in the day, uh, it would have been the only thing even remotely that uh, close to that height. Yeah. So it yeah. would have stood out like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Like interesting to see, like worthwhile, like for on the way to other places. Yeah. And right after that, like on the same street was a really aesthetic uh, Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. So apparently it's like, it's not just us thinking it's aesthetic because it's designed in that same like old skill old school building design mm, yeah it looked like the walls were made out of like cool clay you know? mm, yeah the inside was really cool as well just like all round aesthetic design right like... mm, yeah yeah it was nice we didn't actually have anything to drink there though um yeah so and then the, the main things that we were sort of there for were to see these shrines there were two shrines and then there was like a um like a flea market there that was no and you're forgetting cool about before those we continued walking and we went to candy alley Oh, yeah, that's right. Candy Alley was another thing Which that, is, that place is known for. So back in, like, I believe it was, like, the Edo period, something about there being a shortage of candy. And so that street, like, got all of a sudden got really popular for, like, making candy or sending it to Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. It's basically, like, a square that you can walk down. And there's heaps of candy stores. Um, yeah, it's also known as uh, Kashia Yokocho. That's uh, that's the proper name for Candy Alley. Uh, but yeah, I think most people Kasha. just know it as Candy Alley. I think yeah. it was very underwhelming when we went. Yeah, I think... I don't know, maybe heaps of them were closed because of like the virus. I'm not sure. I don't know if it was closed. I feel like they, were, they all seemed open to me. Mm. But there just wasn't a whole lot happening. And I when we looked at photos afterwards, they had a lot more on sale. They had designed it a lot better and it looked a lot... Um, like, there was a lot more to do there. I think a part of that is because when you hear the name Candy Alley, you kind of picture bright colours and heaps of, like, I don't know, like, super cool-looking sweets. Yeah. So, Japanese sweets aren't as artificial as Western-style sweets. And so... Yeah, they have, like, artificial colours and stuff. Yeah, so it seemed underwhelming, but it was still cool. Like, we bought some lollies just because we were there. No, the thing is, if you have a look at photos, you'll notice that it's a lot more colourful as well. Mm. I think it's because we went on a Friday. Yeah, true. So, it might be better on the weekend. And also, yeah, you're right. Maybe coronavirus does have something to do with it, too. Maybe it's just less busy in general, so there's no point. Because it was very quiet in Kawagoe. Yeah, yeah, quiet. it was quiet, yeah. And we tried... I bought one traditional suite, which was like a... Uh, sweet potato and red bean paste mm, yeah. style. That was good. It was really good. We were like pretty hungry, so that was just the perfect thing to like tide you over until we had a proper meal. Yeah, we were expecting to buy like quite a like a bit of lollies from there, but we but like there just wasn't really anything to buy. I'm so aware of every time we say like right now. <laughs> Uh, are we saying it a lot? <laughs> I say it so much, and you just said it like five <laughs> Okay, God damn it, Mum! You really from now on until up. until the end of this podcast, we're not going to say like. That's what I thought I was going to do this one, but I've already noticed myself saying it so much. Yeah, but now we definitely won't. Okay, I'm going to be really careful <laughs> with my words. <laughs> okay, well now, uh, so now we went to the shrines straight after that. So yeah, mm. the candy alley was a little bit uh, underwhelming. Mm. So we made our way to a shrine. And the first shrine that we went to was um, actually the coolest one we saw. It was it's called Kawagawi uh, Hikawa Shrine. Yeah. So the problem with this one is that where it's marked on the maps is wrong. 
Mm, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. we walked all the way out to this area, and then it was in the middle of nowhere. Like there was a cup. <laughs> I said like again. There was like it was like a um it was like an empty, <laughs> like like a farm <laughs> where nothing was growing yet. Yeah. So there was a car park, and we were we were really confused because we thought maybe it had been like bowled down or something because yeah. it was an empty lot. And then we looked up reviews on the shrine and heaps of people were saying like this is not where it is so we ended up like finding the real location you had to walk for five ten minutes so we walked for like oh my god we're saying like so much don't worry about it god <laughs> my mom's now messed thinking me about up it because too much. my mom yeah, keeps on honestly. messaging me <laughs> so we walked for about ten five ten minutes and found the back entrance to the shrine so the first thing we saw was this 600 year old holy tree yeah although we didn't know uh, at, the at the time we didn't know that it's massive tree though and you we did although someone cut the top of it off mm. like there were two trees up one of them was like cut off i didn't notice that mm. maybe it fell over or something in a storm mm, maybe. but apparently if you walk around it in a figure eight you'll be like blessed but we didn't do that we just walked around it uh and we continued around like the pathway from there and they have like the main part of the shrine out front it was semi-busy Nowhere near as busy as other shrines we've been to. But which is good, actually, anyway. Like, mm. the, but there was, like, a really aesthetic, um, great place for Instagram photos. It was a walkway, and it was where... So you can buy these little, like, wooden planks at Japanese shrines and tie them up where you write on them your wish for the year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was a walkway that had arches all along it and... So many of those were tied up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you tie them up. And then when you walk through it, you can take, like, really, really good photos there. Yeah. And before that, there's this thing that you did, which I didn't do. Yeah. It's the same, like, so it's another place to get fortunes. Like, shrines, that's the thing that you do at shrines. Just get But this more one more was, like, even cooler than the other ones. Because you paid 300 yen. Normally, it's 100 yen for, like, a basic one. But this one was worth it. Because then you go, like, fishing. And it's in, like, a barrel thing. And it's... Yeah, you like fish for them. Yeah, like, it's, it's, there's it's no shaped water in like there, a fish. There's yeah, no yeah. water in there. There's just the fish. It's shaped portion. like a fish, and your little fishing rod has like a hook, and you have to hook it around a string. So it's harder than it looks. Yeah. And, and last last time you got like a really bad. Fortune. I got the worst luck. What, what did you get this time? I got best luck. Oh, you got best luck. Okay, worst luck. So I counteracted my worst luck. Yeah. Um, the other thing with the shrine is it houses five five deities. Uh, two of whom are married, so it's known as like a matchmaking shrine, which we didn't know at the time, but that's why you go if you want good luck ah, and love. Right. So after we went fishing for a thing, which me and the other two girls we were with both went fishing and got cute pink little uh, good luck things, Yeah. Uh, we walked through that little walkway. with It had like the perfect amount of light was streaming through for the ultimate Instagram photos. Yeah, yeah, it looked really nice. That made me realize more than anything how crap our phones are. Yeah. Like, uh, we both have uh, an iPhone 6, and the camera is terrible. In yeah. low light, like, it can't take anything. Our friend had, um, like, a Samsung A10 or something. And, man, the um, like, it was honestly night and day. And yeah. I mean that almost literally because you couldn't see anything in our photos. And on her one, like, you could see every little detail. It looked fantastic. I was like, but okay, here we, we are definitely need new phones. <laughs> talking up these photos. And what happened was we all took, all of us took all our photos on her phone because it was so good quality. 
and it was a new phone and so she hadn't put the sim card in yet and when she got home and put the sim card in it reset and she lost all the photos yeah, from the it. day <laughs> so you can take our word for it when we say although i have one good. photo that i took on my camera oh, good. but it's super dark and i mean i'll try to lighten it up on mm. photoshop and stuff but i don't know how much detail i can get back that's the thing that really annoys me is the fact that like new phones the camera quality is better than like if you have a dslr because yeah. like technically the the aperture on a phone is bigger than the aperture on my crappy lens because i've got like a kit lens <laughs> so mm. like that's so funny that the lens is like huge and yet the amount of light that it lets in is actually less than a camera's or maybe that's not how it works maybe it's just that the processor on a camera is a lot better or something i, I don't know but whatever but it is regardless her phone took great photos we took so many we were like all excited we were all gonna post them on instagram and then we lost them all. yeah so um, i mean we still enjoyed the moment right it was just a bit sad that we lost all the sort of like evidence of the memory yeah but i do want to take like more f- photos of the stuff that we we've been doing so mm. yeah i'll say for that because we have like a, a polaroid printer that we like to print out some photos well for like each of our memories so that we have it like in physical format um but yeah so that was that shrine it was totally worthwhile my favorite yeah, because, one well hold on just about the cam- uh, the oh, photo sorry. things yeah we've never really taken many photos about from like the stuff that we've done really mm. um and i like i've got to the point where i kind of want to have more um yeah yeah i, I want to have something that you can actually look at over the years so both of us had a new year's resolution this year to almost like have less shame when taking photos you know yeah I, shame, yeah I feel like you're inclined to feel as though you're being way too touristy when you're stopping and yeah. getting lots of photos but when you just forget about other people judging you you can enjoy yourself a lot more and actually get some and it's been so much memories. easier in japan i feel like when i was in new zealand i always felt like someone that i knew was like right around the corner yeah. just waiting <laughs> to like judge what i was doing to see you doing some dumb pose and <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much but um, yeah, so... And one other thing that I actually found really interesting in that round, which you guys did not find interesting at all, <laughs> was that water. That, like, there's, like, a little, like... Um, <laughs> you were really impressed What do you even call that, like... A stream? Yeah, but it was so tiny. Like, I don't even know if you can call it a stream. It was, like, a little water feature, I guess. Yeah. Um, and had, like, water flowing in there. The, the thing, though, that made it interesting was... It wasn't that ...was three things. Number one, it had this weird, like, fungi at the bottom. It, it was, like, like some form of Didymo or something. Yeah, and it looked, like, really cool and stuff. Number two, the water was flowing, but you couldn't actually see that it was flowing. Like, the light was working in a, in a weird way where it looked perfectly still, even it though it It did look very still. That was cool. And then number three which uh, was really cool was the fact that you could clearly see that part of the water feature was higher up than the other part like the pebbles were higher up than another part but the water didn't flow down it stayed at the same height almost like like you you know and it just like tricked your brain because you think there'd be like the water would all of a sudden flow really fast at that point um, and it, you know, it'd be like a little rapids kind of thing. Because there was like a little waterfall, so you knew it was moving water. Even one of our friends was tricked by it. She was impressed with it as well because she put her foot in it because she thought there was like glass oh, on top yeah, of it or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And it, that confirmed that it was actually uh, real yeah, that was water. Amazing. I took like photos of it, but there was nothing like you can't show that on like a photo. You have to, you kind of yeah. have to be there to see how amazing <laughs> it is. Uh, or maybe you just have to be in my brain to know, to see how amazing it is. I could see it was kind of cool, but it wasn't quite <laughs> as, like, 
impressive as I think you thought it was. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, okay, so then, yeah. and then we went to another shrine, or actually the next one is a temple, not a shrine. Mm. Uh, it's the Kitain Temple. Kitain? Let me see the spelling. Kitain. Yeah, oh yeah, that K- one might be yeah. Kitain. I thought you were just being super New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Kitain Temple, which is the biggest and like the main temple in Kawagoi. Mm. But to be honest, mm, wasn't as impressive as the last one. The other one just had way more sort of like small little nooks and crannies that were really cool looking. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one was just It was grand. Yeah, it was was big, it was grand, but yeah, I I feel like it was missing like the nice details. Mm. Um, And also, I think it would look a lot better in summer because there are like trees there and a little bit of like a a field, I mean like a garden area. Um, But right now in winter, like everything is just dead. It was also super quiet. Mm, No one there. There was a older Japanese man outside who spoke English and when we were going in he spoke to us for a bit and he was like make sure you get your face masks because you want to be careful like people are obviously taking it very seriously which we'll talk about more Mm. later yeah yeah so uh, yeah I think definitely it was because of coronavirus that there was no one there yeah I'd say there was like 10 people there yeah yeah for sure this channel by the way just looked it up it was made in 820 Oh, cool. So, yeah, these are really old temples. Yeah, the first like, one, I don't think we mentioned, it's 1,500 years old. Yeah, So, right. that one is, like, impressive mm. age. Yeah, I was telling, like, one of my students, part of the reason why I think New Zealanders or, like, people from Australia or, like, countries like that like to come to places like Japan is that we have, like, a really young history. Okay, I don't think I'd agree that Australia has a young history because Aboriginal people are, like, that. The yeah, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about white people, obviously. Okay, yeah, okay, um, good. Just clarifying. Because <laughs> yeah. I completely disagree if you say Australia is young. Yeah, but also, like, okay, let's be honest here. Yes, Aboriginals have a very old history, but there isn't a whole lot to look at. They're well, yeah, I history. suppose there's not the same. You know, like, there's not big temples that have been man made. Like, there's not as much man made yeah. construction. In fact, yeah, to... I don't know a whole lot about. Uh, I, I don't know as much about Aboriginals that I, as I probably should, but do they have any ba- buildings at all? That historical? I don't, I don't think know. They do. I've never heard of an Aboriginal let's building. Let's be real. Until very recently, they were still considered a part of the flora and fauna in Australia. So if they did, it probably got destroyed. Yeah, true. Right? That's fair enough. But yeah, I'm okay, fine. Screw, screw Australia, but like Kiwis. <laughs> and I know you're going to say, well, Māori have been there no, for a but thousand. No, but it's the same thing. There's not as much. Well, I mean, maybe the right word is the. It's almost like the level of like technical, technological achievement wasn't as great so there's like these really impressive buildings compared to the way that it was in new zealand historically yeah i guess so i i, I mean it's like the only way you can appreciate the history in new zealand is if you're like an archaeologist looking at like the very fine details of our history whereas in places like japan and, and other places in, in the world like europe you know it, it's right in your face because it's like a giant uh it's a giant temple or a giant church mm. that was built in 500 like ad or something and they'll often have really intricate like designs and yeah exactly on them yeah but yeah so so the historical aspect of it was definitely cool and there was also one other thing where it was it was like uh 500 monuments or 500 statues or yeah, something that you could apparently pay to view but there was yeah. a really small area and we were like they can't fit 500 statues yeah here. no yeah i wasn't buying it and we didn't even know how much it was to be honest we just saw that you had to pay and we were like yeah fuck it i can't be bothered it's, yeah. it's probably not worth it so we left 
yeah well that, that's kind of it for for Calgary, yeah. um so then that night actually so the second part um of this podcast i guess is the fact that that night we we got a message from our work saying that it had been cancelled mm. for two weeks uh because of coronavirus so before that we kind of weren't taking the whole coronavirus thing that seriously uh, and I'm I definitely still, didn't I'm expect still not our taking work. it that seriously. Yeah, yeah, we're not, to be honest. But um, I definitely didn't expect our work to be cancelled for two weeks. And yet, yeah. here we are. Today is our first day of our uh, holiday. Yeah, so you guys might have seen, I don't know if you follow Japanese news that much, the Japanese government requested schools to close for two weeks. But we did not think our school would get affected. Literally the day before, I think it was, my mum sent me the article on Facebook and was you know, yeah, telling us to watch mom. out. And I said, don't be dumb. We're not going to close Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're in Aikawa. We're after school hours. It's like one-on-one classes. So it's not the same. I didn't think it was constrained by the same rules as a normal school. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've spoken to a lot of my students um, and their business, their offices have closed. Uh, yeah. Or not really closed, but they just have to work from home. I've taught a lot of my students telecommute <laughs> the last... Well, a lot of my students have been using telecommute, but then I was like, who the fuck <laughs> says telecommute? I'm teaching them. Yeah, honestly, you're teaching them a word that nobody uses. They're like, oh, I'm going to telecommute. Is that, they're like, is that the right word? I'm like, I guess so, but who the hell? I also teach them that more naturally, I'd say work from home. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, fuck that. Just say but work from home. But telecommute is the official word for it. Yeah. God. Anyways. Yeah, you um, really are. You're spreading these, this whole telecommute thing. Yeah, because you have to teach them more formal business <laughs> language when you've got a business uh, student. true. Um, yeah, but but when when they were saying that their ones were closing, I I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, but won't close, blah blah blah. Oh, I just said our oh, goddamn company name again. Uh, but yeah, I said it be- won't close. Beep won't close. <laughs> um, but it did. So there you go. Yeah, we got this message and we were worried for a second because we are contractors, so we get paid per class you teach. You do, we don't have a reliable salary. It's good because we can take holidays when we want. We can work as many hours as we want. So we thought, crap, we're about to lose two weeks of pay. This is going to suck. But for the first time in, I mean, as far as everyone I've spoken to, the first time is they've been, including people who have been there for years and years, um, they're paying us for the two weeks off. Yeah, that's right. Apparently that's never happened before. So that's really Mm. cool. We're actually getting paid. And for me, it's it's especially good because the amount they're going to pay is actually more than I would have made if I had worked. Potentially. So... If you'd been there for longer, they were paying the average of the previous three months. But because we started so recently, they're paying as though we'd worked full-time for the previous three months. And because Somya hasn't had many bookings, his probably wouldn't have actually been up to that number. Yeah, it's actually worked out really well for me. Mm. So now we have two weeks free that we're going to have to figure out what to do. I'm happy that we have two weeks off, but at the same time, like we said, we're freaking poor. You know, why why couldn't this have happened a month later when we actually have money? Because like we've said in the past, we got paid, we get paid at the end of the following month. So the only time we've worked for our current payment was one week in January when we started. So we're surviving off one week's pay for this month when it's happened. So we can't even, we're like considering going to Kyoto or something if we can find really cheap like buses and accommodation but yeah, i don't know no, if we I can doubt, afford i doubt it. that's gonna happen but that's all right well, yeah. we can find cheap stuff to do in tokyo like there's so much to look at in tokyo that and also yeah. right now because of coronavirus everything's really empty mm. uh so it's kind of the perfect time and the and an imperfect time to be yeah. first. but for <laughs> us it's, it's pretty good um we do have to check like what's open though like disneyland is closed yeah. for two weeks which is pretty crazy uh think about how much serious. money there <laughs> 
Yeah, think about how much money they're losing. Yeah. And, like, a lot of places are closing down now. A lot of the museums are closed. You can find lots of lists online listing the places that are closed. I think yeah. basically what they're doing is closing everything as much as they can for, sorry, as much as they can for two weeks um, to try halt the spread. So if everyone stays indoors, everyone, like, semi-self-quarantines, even if they're not sick, it's not going to be able to jump from person to person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um, I believe it takes like two weeks to show signs right i think it can take two weeks yeah though, so that way it sort of will halt everyone who could have already been exposed and yeah then... i mean so far in japan 280 around 280 people have it but still it's only like six or seven that have died and most of the cases are in hokkaido which is the like uppermost island in japan yeah the next most is in tokyo and i think it was around about 40 or something in tokyo yeah so not, not even that, that many considering it's a population of 38 million or whatever in tokyo yeah one of the worst parts is the fact that the like people are making a run on like the supermarkets now like people yeah. have gone insane and um if you want toilet paper too bad yeah you can't get toilet paper anymore. apparently there was this big panic like a conspiracy that all the toilet paper in japan was produced in china and that because china was shutting down it wasn't going to be available and that's why oh, everyone really? panicked but all these japanese like toilet paper producers are like hello we're right here what are <laughs> you right. doing but people were still freaking out so we went to on saturday after work we separately between us went to four supermarkets and there was no toilet paper yeah and i checked like the supermarkets around my work as well there's no toilet paper toilet paper uh, apparently like nappies sanitary stuff yeah. Uh, hand wash a lot of that's kind of gone now you can't get that and also yeah. like i've seen like people before i went to work i, I saw outside of supermarket people just lined up like a mm. huge line of people because they got a couple of new face masks in there mm. and then those face masks would have stopped yeah sold so many out, of like, my students of have been complaining that they can't find face masks yeah. and that they're really expensive online like also the thing is face masks are kind of pointless yeah they don't fall for the face mask um, I'm I, honestly, just, I, you know, I'm not a believer in conspiracy theories, but big face mask, face <laughs> mask is making a lot of money here. Honestly, although I think the problem is they're useful if you were in close contact with other people who had it, but because it's not even that common right now. Well, kind of. I, like I've heard from apparently the um, oh, what are they? What is it called? The Surgeon General in mm. America, like the head doctor. He's, um, he's telling people do not buy face masks because apparently people are buying so many face masks that professionals like doctors yeah. are actually running out of face masks. And he said the whole reason to wear a face mask is so that you don't make other people sick, yeah. not so that you don't get sick yourself. And I know, I mean, obviously, it, you know, it could, you might not show symptoms for a while. So maybe yeah. I guess it's better but to be safe than sorry. But the main thing is washing hands, right? That's what they're saying. Yeah, mm. yeah. I saw a um, funny Twitter, uh, like a tweet where this guy was like, uh, not to be presumptuous or anything, but how about we just wash our hands in general <laughs> instead <laughs> of like freaking out during a pandemic and then washing our hands so yeah, much? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, never. Yeah, it's a valid point, right? I've been, I've noticed in the bathrooms in Japan, and I mentioned it to my boss who's been working for the company for 10 years, I noticed people don't wash their hands that much. And I asked her about it, and she said that she noticed when she first hmm. moved here too, and it freaked her out as well. But it's just, I don't know. They never learn in school how to wash your hands, which I think I remember learning the dumb way, which no one's ever going to actually individually wash each of their fingers, but yeah, you still learn yeah. it. So, I don't know, maybe just a whole different 
like attitude towards it yeah yeah um well after this will probably change yeah like i saw a graph but like where they showed how many people can have gotten infected mm. by coronavirus compared to sars and compared to ebola and compared to like bird flu man coronavirus is through the roof compared to those other ones oh, really? like we, we thought those other ones were so big they're they're not shit compared to um compared to coronavirus but apparently like sars is a lot more dangerous like more people died the mortality rate was higher but coronavirus, more people get it. I suppose if more people get it, even if it's got a lower rate, then the just the same amount of people are going to die, right? Yeah. Oh, by the way, you know how you kept saying, like, old men keep getting it? Yeah. Turns out guys do get it more often than girls. Yeah, I know. I told you. But I thought that's just something you were saying. No, that was based on fact. Ah, right. I'm always very careful with opinions <laughs> that I express on me. I make oh, sure they're based hell. on scientific fact. Yeah. I heard that that's actually something that's well known, is that guys are more likely to be to be infected than girls because girls actually tend to have a stronger immune system yeah we gotta carry babies and stuff yeah but um but apparently what i was reading is because of that girls are 80 percent more likely to have autoimmune disease because mm-hmm. their immune system is so strong that it like attacks itself well there you go yeah it's a double-edged sword you might say <laughs> yeah you can teach that to your kids uh to your students <laughs> yeah my student like in our job we have to teach so many idioms it's like i'm never gonna yeah, use this I'm many constantly idioms thinking of idioms to use and heaps of students have on their pages a specific request to, like teach at least two idioms per lesson yeah. and they've been learning for years it's like how many idioms are there left <laughs> I'll be, like, throwing in idioms that I don't normally use. Like, yeah. uh, I keep saying kill two birds with one stone now. Oh, and I use toot your own horn all the time. To Aaron horn? No. Toot your own horn. Oh, toot your own horn. Because I will ask them to tell me about themselves, and if they mention anything, I'll go, oh, you must be good at that. And they say no. I'm like, come on, toot your own horn. Yeah, it's yeah. a good way to I've definitely never heard you say that before yeah, in real life. <laughs> I mean, it's a true saying, though, right? Mm, yeah. So I'm not lying to them. It's just... That, although there's lots of idioms that I think we don't even realise that we use because we don't think of them as idioms. True. But anyways, um, regardless, talking about work, we were talking about coronavirus. So yeah. I think it's one of those things where someone pointed out that we don't need to worry about the virus itself. We more need to worry about other people's responses to it. Yeah, E.g. Right, the like yeah. mass panic around toilet paper. Yeah, I wasn't going to like buy supplies and stuff at the supermarket, but then I realized that you kind of have to because everyone else is going to go crazy. So like yeah. when it's time for your normal shop up, you're just not going to be able to buy anything. Yeah, so we well, like we were running out of a few things anyway, so we both like saw me went and bought 5 kgs of rice, which rice is not going to run out in Japan, but still better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, so far... You know, it's just two weeks off, but nothing else too crazy about coronavirus. But if something does come up, we'll um, we'll do another podcast on it and let you guys know. Yeah, but so that's our exciting update. We have work off. Woohoo! Yeah, two weeks <laughs> off. Hopefully, we can get up to something good. Yeah, we've already got a few plans in the works for places to visit. Mm. Uh, and yeah, we'll let you know about that in our next podcast. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at t underscore in underscore Tokyo. Uh, on Instagram. And as you're probably aware, you can download our podcast at all of the podcast places, basically, like Spotify, iTunes, anywhere that you normally get them. Yeah, and please comment and um, leave a rating and a whatnot. positive rating, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't, you know, don't say that. You what can't, up? You I'm, can't I'm influence gonna... voters. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's it. See you later, guys. Bye. Right, bye. bye.